Sadil, Sadil, man. It's the politicking himself. Halen Vaughn's politicking the podcast. We back again. We're politicking broadcasting networks. We got a Roku channel dropping August 1st. Content creators, man. Y'all looking somewhere to put y'all content at, man. Tap in. Hold on. Nigga phone going off and shit. But uh, got some special guests, man. The HL podcast, man. Out of D.C. Ran into these cats, man. Just networking. Uh, They're going to come in right now and introduce themselves. Sadil, buddies. Yeah, how's it going? What's up? What's up? Chilling, chilling. Let the people know who you are, man. What y'all represent. Yeah, well, um, I'm Ann Rock. This is Will Simmons. Yes, sir. Uh, we are the HL Podcast, the dopest uh, podcast in the DMV. Um, we talk about a variety of different subjects, uh, such as sports, politics, what's happening in the culture, what's happening in the Black community, how things are affecting the Black community. Mm-hmm. Um, we just bring uh, you know our, our real lives into it, uh, our real experiences, what we see, what's happening. Uh, we bring a little bit of comedy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We have uh, different segments, such as on this date, where we're discussing Black history. We got our Shisha of the Day, HL Podcast. That's what we do. We're doing that right now. Yep. Um, Will drop some of his wisdom uh, where he uh, quotes uh, scriptures and such. Um, also spreading a good word. We have a top five where it could be, you know, top five uh, NBA players all the time. Uh, we just break that down. Uh, and then we end the show with a little bit of Round with Rock where – I discuss a uh, uh, various uh, topic. So we're pretty much just having, you know, real life conversations all while, you know, smoking on some hookah. Uh, just a couple of guys from the DMV, man. Definitely. So so outside of podcasts, what do you guys do? Because, like, you know, I'm a journalist by trade, you know, but we all you do use a podcast as a venue to get our content out. What do you guys do outside of podcasts? Well, me, uh, of course, I done just ventured into full-time entrepreneurship. I actually went to school for business um, entrepreneurship and bachelor's degree. And uh, so right now I have a black media firm. It's called Entrepreneur Empowerment Media. You guys follow it. Um, it's just putting, just trying to get black representation back. That's what matters. You know, I always tell people, like, maybe Obama didn't pass enough laws for us, but he did one thing. He represented for us in the, in the, in the White House as a black man which means when I have a son, you know, he can see, hey, at least I know that I can at least be the president. So we need that. We're trying to take, I'm trying to take back the media, glory to God, and just give us that representation back. And I also have a graphic design business that just go crazy. I actually do a lot of the uh, HL um, podcast graphics, just killing it. We have, a, it does a magazine, I mean, all of that stuff. So right now over here, it's just all black, trying to put on black entrepreneurs. Uh, while we rise in our purpose, man. Yes, sir. So, so yeah, what does right. HL stand for? Hookah Life. Okay, okay. Yes, sir. Y'all being on a hookah. Y'all being on a hookah. Since we were 16. Man, dog. <laughs> hey, one thing that I've just seen going around buzzing today mm-hmm. is this Kanye West for President 2020. Have yeah. y'all seen this? Gosh, yeah. Seen I saw it. Distractions, man. Distractions. Man, what how do y'all feel about this, man? This is crazy. Like he said he was gonna run 2020, but how he just throws his name in the hat this this late in the game. Like it's all magic, man. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, again, distractions. Um, the goal is for um, Trump, for most of America, for, for Trump, I don't even call him the president, Trump, yeah. uh, to be reelected. Uh, so how do you do that when they're saying that Biden uh, is ahead in the polls? Uh, you have to create some type of distraction. Uh, so, you know, Kanye West, who's a, you know, mega hat guy, right? Um, you know, he's going to come in and try to store away some votes from Biden, uh, which could let Trump slide right on in. And so, again, it's just a distraction, uh, but people should ignore it. it it's, it's meaningless at this point. So, so they sent Kanye West in to basically filibuster the election. This is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the Democrats have pulled out all stops mm. as far as this last four years from sexual harassment to mm. impeachment to mishandling of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. The Democrats have put all, pulled all stops as far as trying to get the people to stop following Trump, man. Yeah. And I don't absolutely. think that. His core, his core followers, man, are, are gonna follow him, no matter what he does and no matter what he says. Yep. He told them to get. He told them to drink bleach, didn't he, or inject themselves with bleach? And what they we do? Had about two people die. And we had about three, four people die yeah. from actually injecting themselves. It's crazy, like. Yeah, man. They're wow. gonna follow him no matter what, man. Like, you got that much. Like, people don't understand that that. Power is influence, and when you got right. that much influence, man, that's that's a true testament to Trump's Fact. power, man. Right. Fact. I'm gonna bring in my boy Jaquette. Just pull it up. Yeah. What's good, fellas? What's good? What's good? My bad. I had to handle some things. Oh no, you good? What's up with you, man? What's up, y'all? I heard y'all talking about that boy Trump. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We talking about you. We're talking about your, your your man Kanye West. He's saying that he's throwing his name in a hat for the 2020 election now. I I heard about that, boy. man. I heard about that. Yeah. I, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm confused. I didn't know you can do that. Right. Exactly. I didn't. I thought. Well, you know, I thought. It, what was the point of the whole Democrats trying to find the one candidate? And then they find they won, and then the right. Republicans already had they won, and now there's two Republicans going against one Democrat. I I didn't know you could do that. Mm. Kanye is not a, a, a Republican. He's uh, running on the uh, independent stage, Quote so unquote. he's basically a registered, uh, running from running on the independent ticket. Now that's what I thought Bernie Sanders was going to do because he's actually a registered independent. So mm -hmm. while he ran. As a Democrat, didn't make any sense to me. And then when Biden won the Democratic nomination, it shouldn't have meant anything to um, Bernie Sanders because you're you're independent. So they he won the nomination of a party that you don't belong to. Right. So I don't understand why Bernie Sanders isn't still in the race, but Kanye West can throw his hat in the race. And how, this, how this is the way I'm looking politics. at it. The way I'm looking at it is like this, because History, growing up, they taught me history a certain way, right? You had to do certain things to be able to get to be president. Man, yeah. with Trump and Kanye West, 
So I can throw my name in the ballot. Might as and well. I can vote for president. Hey <laughs> man, well. shouldn't be able to. Do you remember when when uh, when these nuts was a registered uh, candidate yep. Yep. for the twenty twenty election? Yep. Somebody registered themselves at under the name These Nuts. Yeah, and it was really on the ticket. So if that can happen, bro, anybody could run for president, bro. Man, Yaja Kettenberg, the next president, baby. Let's go. Right. <laughs> the problem what I'm scared of is when 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 Kanye starts to slide in the scale, if he does become, you know, up there, you know who he's gonna endorse when he stops. That's the thing, endorse. So if he endorses Trump, it right. is over with because right. we already know he did it. So to do it on that scale, it's going to change the game. And I feel like he's nothing but the, a pawn in the chess game because he's going to slide in the scale and say, mm -hmm. all right, I endorse. And it's over with for the world. Right. It's over with. It's, it, over it, with. It's, it's brilliant in a way, too, because what they're doing is, okay, the little edge that Joe Biden probably had, now it's going to go to Kanye. So oh, now fact. Joe Biden ain't going to get those votes. Fact. Yep, that's exactly and so then those votes are gone, and then the Trump supporters are going to support Trump, and then now it's a, okay, yeah. Kanye is going to be like, okay, I'm done. Bye. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> so that's crazy. crazy man. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, man. It's all semantics at the end of the day. I feel like Trump is still going to be reelected just because of the electoral cop. Just because of the electoral college, man. Obama mm -hmm. was was elected because he won swing states like Texas and Florida. Right. Texas is not automatically Trump is not losing Texas to Joe Biden. Right. I don't believe he's gonna lose Florida to Joe Biden either. Right. So if you're not gonna be able to win any of these swing states, then they're gonna go red. And and just like with Hillary Clinton. Biden's gonna get the popular vote, mm -hmm. Trump's gonna be the president. Exactly. Like and name one person in electoral college. Can you name anyone in electoral college right now? Give me one, I give you a million dollars. Give me one. I have no clue. Exactly. They run this whole thing. They run this whole thing. And the thing about it is, shoot, I like like I remember a last conversation we had. Like, unfortunately, my my black brothers and, and sisters and some of us just gonna vote for Kanye West because he Kanye West. Oh like, my goodness! You ain't even you ain't <laughs> even gonna read the ballot. You ain't even gonna know what he stand for. What he what he what he trying to do? You just mm. gonna vote for him because he black and be like, oh, he right. black and he Kanye West. And Kanye right. West. He right. just came out with a Jesus album. You know he must be good for us. So let's vote for him. Oh and it's like, God. no, it's not going to be an educated vote at all. Yeah, he tried to sell Jesus for this very moment. It's it very calculated. Very calculated. I mean, but, but mm -hmm. as soon as he became a, a Christian rapper, he became a billionaire. So mm -hmm. watch this, you see how that coincides? Mm -hmm. You were nowhere near a billionaire. But all of a mm -hmm. sudden, you go into Christianity for a year. And now you're worth a billion dollars. You had to yeah. you had to chase down Forbes. Forbes does, they do they they do their list annually. You have to chase down Forbes and go and manually submit paperwork just so that they can prove that you're a billionaire. Ooh. That's Ooh. how much you wanted the world to know 
Kanye West. Wow. He changed down corpse and submitted paperwork multiple times so that they can announce to the world that he's worth a billion dollars. Wow. And didn't he this just sign something? Didn't he just sign something with the Gap or like Old Navy or something like that? He did I don't know what kind of yeah, I didn't hear about that one. So what he got a deal my with? My girl was watching. Yeah, he got some kind of deal with know. Gap or something. Yeah, he, I heard he was doing some groundwork back in the day, but I thought he stopped that and just went on to like Nike or or wherever right. else he went. Yeah. So he struck I heard, another I heard deal. They picked it back up or something. Wow! Wow! But it's That's surprise at this point. What what Adidas? How can you? You go with Adidas and the Gap at the same time. Exactly. I mean, I know, I know they're not direct competitors, but there got to be some type of clause. I don't think you can do business because Adidas does clothes. Also, I don't, I don't see how you can yeah, do I both. I have no idea. The clause is the shoes. Hey, on the flip side, he clothes with Gap. Yeah. On the flip side, no, but he I heard, not. I heard his whole, the whole thing. This is like conspiracy talk, though. I heard that. His whole thing is to air out. He's supposed to come out not to really go for president, but be the one to air out some dirty laundry of the Democrat Party, of the Epstein's and all that stuff. That's what I heard. Man, but Alex Jones and anybody that's ever watched an episode of InfoWars he, Alex Jones has built a whole brand off of doing that. So Kanye coming out and doing something that somebody like Alex Jones, who has a whole platform based on those, those type of thinkers and followers, I don't believe that that really means anything. Mm -hmm. I think that it's all semantics, and he's just coming out to uh, Take put the, the Democratic vote to ensure that Trump get this next election, man. That's, that's it. That's all. Lord Jesus, help the world. So as far as uh, black people in America, man, we had a crazy Juneteenth, man. It was more Juneteenth celebrations than ever before. But then right after that, it seemed like the whole movement kind of just settled in and, and, and fizzled out. So it's like after Juneteenth, are we? is the fight over? Are we settling in? Are we, we, where's the fire? It's no longer lit under America after black people celebrated their first successful Juneteenth. It seems like we're, we're satisfied. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we can't. How y'all feel on that? Yeah, we can't, we can't be satisfied. Um, we can't have that Obama syndrome um, where, you know, once we got Obama elected into the White House, it was like, okay, we did it. You know, we got a black person in there, right? right? You know, now things would be cool when, you know, I mean, maybe Obama did one thing for black people, great president, great human being. Um, but, you know, uh, a lot of what he did or, or put into effect was geared towards other um, um, uh, races and, and people of ethnicity, et cetera. So um, we can't have that, you know, just okay, we get out there and protest for a couple of weeks and then, you know, settle back in because at the end of the day, that's exactly what they want us to do. They want us to go out there and, and protest and riot and, you know, do what we got to do and, you know, 
and then go back to work, back to our normal lives. Complacency. Um, you know, this struggle has been going on since we got here. <laughs> so, um, you know, the only way that can end is if black people um, come together and protest together and not have integrated protest. Um, and then white people are simply going to have to, they can take a stand. All these liberal uh, white people out here protesting with, with us blacks um, could take that stand, could take those, those same protests to the governor's mansion, mm. could take those same protests to the mayor's office and, and, and demand certain things that we could not. Mm. Um, and the bottom line is if, if white America really wanted to end racism, uh, they could easily do that because they mm. uh, started. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like with so one question. Like, Go ahead. Like I, I was one question about what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, when you said uh, protest separately, what do you mean by that? Should we have like black only protests? Absolutely. Suggest. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got to understand, we're not the ones out there rioting, rioting and looting. Um, those are. Uh, white protesters dressed in those masks and, you know, and, and gloves on and fully clothed. They're the ones that are bombing the stores. And, and, and then that's what's putting it on media. Then you have Black Lives Matter protests and then you see rioting and looting. So naturally, in a person's mind, they're going to think that that's, you know, black people are doing that mm. uh, when we are we are not out there doing mm. that. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. White people should not um, be involved within the protest for the, the the number one reason because it's 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 not their fight. Mm. It's Black Lives Matter. Uh, you don't see white police officers killing, um, executing, lynching uh, white people like they do um, with black people. Mm. Um, you know um, what's his name? Dylan Wolf. Uh, receive what? What did he receive? Oh, he got a bulletproof vest and a burger. And a burger. Shoot. Uh, for for killing how many people in the church? Nine people. Nine, Nine people the in the church. Right. Like, so, but um, you know, somebody like uh, you know, um, uh, Tamir Rice in Cleveland, mm. uh, simply just playing at a park with a toy gun and gets gunned down. Mm. Um, so you know, it's not their it's not their fight. But we're not saying that you can't uh, help us. Uh, but with protesting and such, uh, it's, it's, it's not their fight. Um, they can help in other ways, uh, like I alluded to earlier. But mm. in that regard, they can't. Mm. Okay, and I'll continue with your time. Can you hear me? Yeah, get, go ahead. But you, your boy was saying something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what I wanted to add into the whole thing was a Malcolm X quote. He goes and says, the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories. So right now, our symbolic victories is Black Lives Matter Plaza in, in D.C., right mm-hmm. up the street from us. Our symbolic victory is when the NBA play, they get to put names on the back of their jerseys, which they had to agree upon. So I can't put whatever. I had to sit in the room and they, you know, agreed upon like 12 names that is just, it's just broad. You give them saying those stuff that's already out there, symbolic. We get it on the on the on the court as well. But instead of rather than so the whole quote is the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories rather than economic equity and real justice. 
So they are drowning us in these symbolic victories. And like you said earlier, someone will, will, will stop the fight because we get complacent with just having Black Lives Matter painted on the street. But at the end of the day, we have to go past all of that. We have to keep going past all of that for real. We have to see that uh, it's a step. I take that victory, but I also want economic equity. You get what I'm saying? I also want real justice for Ahmaud Aubrey, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor. You get what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Those are victories we also looking for, you know? So I think that's another thing people need to look into. I feel it. I feel it. Jaquette, so what's your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts on it is not to take your uh, foot off the neck, man. Like, yeah. that that's where the problem lies is, you know, we have to realize that this is not a a a foot race. This ain't no 40-yard dash. Man, we need a marathon, you Back. know. And it's been it's been a marathon before we were born. It was a marathon for our generation, our parents' generation, the generation before that, the generation Talk before that. That has yeah. been a it, this is a marathon. And we we just get the little things, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we're no longer going to have you guys have your own bathrooms anymore. Yeah. You, you guys can take a piss with us now. Yeah. You know, and and Back then, it wasn't like okay, that's cool. Yeah, we can we can now sit on the same bus with each other. Oh, we can play the same sports with each other. Oh, well, you know, no, nah, you gotta you gotta keep your foot on the neck. You gotta keep going, going like no, 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 no. I want until a black man and a black woman is looked at the same way as your white cousin, as your brother, as you yourself. Uh. This race is not done. We ain't done yet. We haven't even got started. We need you guys to stop giving us sympathy and uh. start showing some empathy. Oh, I hear that. And I love your shirt. Your shirt actually answers this mm. question. Get off the boat of average. Yep. Exactly. That's the answer right there. Exactly. Clear cut. You, you can't, you can't like, like, come on now. It's like, it's like my um, brother said. He was like, hey, you got like, let us protest. Let us protest. What we need you to do is we don't need you to be on the front line. Uh, you know, we got the front line. Okay. Let us do our protest. We need you on the back end. Mm. We need you on the back end taking care of what we can't take care of because they're going to look at us and go, we ain't going to give you crap. You ain't going right. to get anything. It's right. like it's like um, when I listen to uh, Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas said one time that he bought he bought a church, right? And the church that he bought, he was trying to fix it up and get like get it approved and stuff like that. And he would it would never get approved. He was keep getting denied and denied and denied. And he was like, for a little bit, he was like, oh man, it's because I'm black, you know. Mm-hmm. And somebody came along beside um, beside him and said, nah, man, this is how the white people do it. You need a you need a blueprint. Just, uh, just give him a blueprint of what you want to do with your church. Uh, Man, he gave him the blueprint. Boom. They, they approved it. They were like, okay, good. Wow. You know? And that's the same thing for us. We let us be on the front line, but at the same time, we don't got the blueprint to get laws passed. We don't got the blueprint of whatever it takes. How about you go use your 
privilege that we don't have, which we know is real, Woo. and give us some give us some empathy instead of sympathy. That's, that's big fact. That's big fact. That's big fact. I agree. Yes, sir. That's real. That's real. You got me hype over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that isms, man. <laughs> so you seen? Uh, did y'all check out Farrakhan's address? Yesterday on the fourth, man, Farrakhan gave a little over a two-hour address on revolt, and it wasn't to Muslims or black people. It was just right. the state of America. And, and in his address, he talked about the coronavirus. He talked about uh, on a failed attempt on his life to try to poison him. You know, he talked about a uh, scripture. He talked about a lot of things, man. As far as a uh, What's going on in today? Did you guys check that out? Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't check. Yeah, it out. I didn't hear it yet. I didn't hear it. Yeah, yet. I've, I've I've only I've watched the first hour or so. Um, I didn't finish it yet. My kids won't let me watch three hours. I got so, a three and two year old. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely. So one of the, the craziest things that he talked about was that they attempted to poison him. He said he was on the fifty-three state. I mean, a 53 country tour, and during his 53 country tour, he was poisoned, and he lived through, he lived through the poison, mm. and, and still was able to complete his tour. But I, I believe that there was attempts on his life, man, because mm. they, they don't want to deal with that type of mindset, that type of mentality, in, in the crowds that. Uh, he garnishes like they they don't want to deal with that type of black man and just the the optics of a strong black man with with fierce words like that is just something that really scares white America for the most part, man. And even when you're speaking the truth as a black man, you cannot be speaking down on a white man, but because you're speaking strength, they take it as the same thing. They take it as aggression. Absolutely. So we say, defend, defend your, your black white woman, no matter what. They take mm -hmm. that as, oh, go out and attack white people on behalf of your black woman. Because and, that's what they would do. The they, exactly. Like, they used to rape and pillage you. We all know the stories of Vikings. When white mm -hmm. people conquered you, they would come through and they would burn your house down. They would kill all your resources. They would rape you, rape your woman. They would kill your children. Strictly savages, you know what I'm saying? And this, this is history. So when they try to paint that picture of us, it's like, where in history have we ever done that? For you to try to paint this picture of black people as savages and aggressive, and they talk about our aggression towards each other, but that's because our strength is. Is matched when mm. when I'm going against a, a white man per se, my aggression doesn't have to be matched by his aggression because he's nine times out of ten not my equal physically. Mm. So I don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying so it, it's different when you're going against somebody that's on your your same tier. When Muhammad wow, Ali talking about I want Joe Frazier, you know what I'm saying? He ain't talking about he he's he's fought plenty of white fighters. But when you're going against your equal, it's different. Right. I want Joe right. Frazier. 
You know what I'm saying? It's a different mindset and aggression you have to approach it with to overcome obstacles like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. We've been oppressed so much that they take our words and they flip it and they make it whatever they want, man. So as far as Farrakhan's address, as black people, we all need to go check that out. It's about two hours, man. Diddy put it on. He, he aired it live on all on Revolt on all streaming platforms. So you could probably get it in a podcast form and, and listen to it on, on your way to work or something, man. Well, listen to hey, the like this. Is it, I like, is, like is how you said about him being poisoned. What's going on? Like how you said about him being poisoned and everything. I would say it like this: like if if they killing black people, just just I would say the average. American black person just for walking down the street or or a routine traffic stop. If they killing us off like that, you think they ain't going to try to kill off a black man that's trying to use his voice? Like, what? you know, if, if if you're threatened by me, if you're threatened by me when you pull me over for not turning on a signal light or, or supposedly having a broken tail light or whatever the case may be, and my hands are on the steering wheel and you still want to, you know, and I end up dead and I'm just normal, like, like just an average American. Oh, you don't think you, you, you turning skin and, and getting them angry when, when you Ooh. over here speaking out about something like, Ooh. no, no, no brother. We're going to try to kill you. We killed Martin Luther King. We're going to, we're going to try to kill whoever we can because you ain't helping us out. But on the flip side, yo, Kanye, you gonna help me? You gonna mm. help me? We mm. got something for you, brother. Like, mm. you know, so if you ain't down with the calls, then they gonna try to take you out. Mm-mm. I actually, I actually the other day was listening to recorded tapes of the FBI trying to get Malcolm X to turn against the nation of Islam once mm-hmm. he left the country and had his little um, spell with, with Brother Muhammad. And that was crazy to me, you know, because they came to him essentially like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Now we can basically get rid of Muhammad for you and put you on, on the top of the totem pole. And it's like, how can you do that for an organization that's black? And that's how you knew that they infiltrated the, the, the Muslims already, if you're ready to get rid of Muhammad and put and place Malcolm X in his place. So, you know what I'm saying? As far as all black organizations, they have been infiltrated, and there yep. there is trade amongst oh, yeah. us that trade they sold for a bag, that was all down the river. And as long as they, they exist, man, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's at the detriment to black people as a whole. Man, you know I don't know if you guys, and and that's been our history. I don't know if you guys. I'm about to do a spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the movie, but I don't know if you guys seen uh, Queen Queen is Slim. Yep, I saw that. It, nah, it, it was it wasn't it was it wasn't a white man that led nope. to them dying. Let's just nope. say that you know mm-hmm. it was somebody chasing the bag. Yep, and a big know, bag at that. So, you know, there is, there is, you know, you can't find that one inside that unit, 
that goes, you know, hey, you do this, you turn this person in. And they thought Malcolm X was that dude. Like, hey, we give you, we give you the world. We we make you feel like you one of us. If you turn your back. Oh, you ain't gonna turn your back on them? Okay, we gotta get rid of you too. And where did that start? You know, we got to remember where that started, right? That 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 started, obviously, when they were trying to bring us over uh, from Africa initially. Um, you know, obviously, had we as African people just simply banded together, uh, I don't think they would have been able to infiltrate Africa the way that they did. But there were kingdoms, rival kingdoms, whatever have you. Um, when white people came and they made trades, they made those type of deals. Hey, we'll give you guns and whatever else, you know, if you help us mm. capture your rival tribe, mm. um, you know, and, or you help us uh, find these diamonds or whatever the case may be. So this has been going on throughout history um, and it's, it's not going to stop um, because we have uh, coons out there who um you know are educated who know um but choose uh not to stand for their for their black people mm. um so you know again this has been going on for a long time um you know and we have to again we have to stand together um you know and there's been moments of that throughout history where we've where we've tried and you know, failed or, or they, or they bombed our town or, you know, or they killed our leader, what have you. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we have to learn from that history and try to move forward as best as we can. Um, and again, just, it's, it's about us coming together. Um, but the problem is, again, you got, you know, you got some, you got some people out there who, you know, some black people who, who just don't see that. It's like yeah, Samuel L. Jackson from Django. Facts. <laughs> right. Right. Facts. The the whole uncle the Uncle Tom thing though, as far as black people, we gotta change that narrative. Because when when our black scholars would go off to these Ivy League schools or, or go be part of the FBI or the or the police, we would shun them. We would we would call them Uncle Toms. We would defer them and basically ostracize them out of our communities for going and learning these type of things from the white community when actuality they could be bringing that that information back to the community oh, and fair. teaching us how to move within the system and yeah and that's Nipsey that's brought up that book the book who sat by the door and that that's that whole book dealt with that narrative it was the first black man that infiltrated the FBI and he came back and he taught all, taught all the discipline and militant things that he learned in the FBI to the black people in his community and basically formed his own black organization. Now, at the end of the book, he wanted to blow something up and, and, and go to the extreme. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always that, that slippery slope, you know what I'm saying? It's like we, we want to take it to the max, but we don't want to overstep at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's kind of, it's like, what, what is that, that, that line, that proverbial line in the stand as black people, 
But we say, hey, man, this is as far as we're going to take it, and this is as far as y'all can take it. And then anybody cross this line, then it's got to crack off. Right. Yeah, the problem is because we're so divided, man. And when you get they, – they know it. They know it. They, I tell my, my, my brother right here all the time, man, America's greatest weapon is in the missile. It's distraction. It's the it's division, it's all that that bombing stuff. That's not their greatest weapon. They know how to divide us. They did that when they came and got us, or even if we were already here as indigenous people, which is true as well. Um, they came in and they knew how to divide, and they knew how to take it over. And it's something called epigenetics, and that's that's trauma from years and years. And they they only try to link like uh, uh, things like diabetes and stuff that's hereditary and epigenet uh, epigenetically, but it's also that trauma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we feeling that, 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 that hurt inside of us, or like that nervousness and that stress when the police get behind us, that's just not, uh, that's not just us. That's also our family members, our grandfathers mm -hmm. who had that same trauma mm -hmm. inside of them years ago. So if that's inside of us, that division that they created is still inside of us. All of that stuff is still up here. That's what we have to change. If I know you guys have kids and stuff like that. Like we gotta change that now as well because we don't want to pass this kind of trauma to the next because this same cycle is gonna keep going over and over and over again. And I'd be damned of the generation that I'm purpose to create will have to go through this. Exactly. I'll make a stand on that. I, I look at it as like oh, how you probably. said we we divided and everything like that. Um, I look at it as what makes like I'm into lions, right? So you got lions, you got tigers, you got jaguars, you got cheetahs, you got all these different cats, right? Mm -hmm. A tiger is actually stronger than a lion and a cheetah is quicker than a lion. But at the end of the day, we say that a lion is the king of the beast, the king of the jungle, whatever you want to say. And mm -hmm. I looked into it and it's like, why, what makes them that? All it is is just teamwork. That's mm. what they do that no other cat does. All mm. the other cats work solo. I'm going to hunt by myself. I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going, I'm going to live by myself. This is my life. A lion, something in the lion's mind was like, nah. You going to work with me. You going to work with me. My cousin going to work with me. You going to work with me. We all going to work together. And we all know our place. We all know what we should do. Hey, yo, you take the flank. You take this. You do this. You do this. Right. And I've seen a lion take down an elephant. You ain't never going to take down an elephant, which is the stuff that we need, that we want to feel like we equal and everything like that. You ain't going to take down a white man. You ain't going to take down the government or whatever the case may be. If we all solo, if one person, if I'm looking at my brothers over here and going, man, I want to do what they do. Why I got to be the arm? I want to be the leg. Why I got to be, why I got, why I got to work and do this? So when we come together as a unit and operate like how lions do, that's when we're going to start um, tearing some things down, taking out those elephants, baby. Man, I agree, man. And I, I'm so glad that you said that because you guys, if you don't know who Dr. Miles Monroe, that is like my guy. He died a few years back, God rest his soul. But he will speak and say, God only identified with two animals in the Bible, the eagle and the lion. 
And the reason why he identified himself with the lion, because exactly what you were saying, and because the lion has this attitude. Mm -hmm. He walks around with this attitude that he is he is the king, and no mm -hmm. one can take that away from him. So when he walks up on that lion, even alone, he is, I mean, when he when the lion walks up on that elephant alone, he is bigger and stronger than the elephant in his mind. And then when the elephant sees the lion, the elephant shrinks himself down to the size of a rat because he thinks I'm going to get eaten. Whereas the lion is thinking, I'm going to eat that thing. Think about that. If we all change our mindset to I'm going to eat that thing. And just like what you said, we all band together and say we're going to eat that thing. Boy, we it changes the whole thing. It changes the whole game. So I agree, my brother. I agree with what you exactly just said, man. For real. So, so as far as banding together, man, the thought of group economics, man, is something that we really should practice and look into as black people because we don't have that many black businesses or grocery stores. If you... Yeah. Everybody references the book, Think, Grow Rich. And Napoleon Hill references Andrew Carnegie. And, and Andrew Carnegie is famous for Carnegie Steel. Now, what right. Carnegie Steel was, was a conglomerate. Car right. Instead of me saying, hey, let me build my steel company, he said, let me go build a network of all the best steel companies in the world so that we all are one big network. And we can supply the world with steel instead of me trying to supply everybody with steel and making everybody mm -hmm. competitors. Why don't we build a network together? And that was the first use of the mastermind theory. And uh, the whole thing grow rich and everybody wants to use this mastermind and the law of success and all this. This is all based off this group group economics way of thinking. And once you read, if you ever haven't picked that book up, pick that up, Think Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's what he talks about. He talks about Andrew Carnegie and how he decided to practice group economics and form a conglomerate that supplied America with steel and, and built the railroad system that allowed America to go from East Coast to West Coast. Mm, mm, Do you mm. think that black people should we should we look into group economics as far as trying to get our own businesses and our own black dollars circulating within our communities? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and we've tried that right throughout history: uh, Tulsa, Durham, Atlanta, Rosewood, etc. Um, so, you know, trying to Build those, build those towns where black businesses can thrive, um, and and you're also networking within your own community. Um, but now, you know, obviously we don't have we don't have those type of towns, those type of cities. So everybody's operating, you know, uh, like you know, where right now it's it's ten forty six, and over there it's it's seven forty six. So you know, we're all operating in different time zones and trying to figure out, uh, I guess, how do we come together. Um, and it simply starts with just making a, making a plan, right? Uh, you know, getting together, let's say every Sunday and talking about, you know, what's your idea, what you got going on and how we can help, right? And how we can help each other grow. Okay, well, 
you know, you're doing this, you're in the food industry. Okay, well, I know a chef, right? A black chef. Okay. Um, oh, you know, you, you know, you you want to start a tour bus company. Okay, well, I got some drivers, you know, I, I know people that, you know, happen to be laid off because of coronavirus, you know, now they're not driving bus, maybe they can help, right? So we have to uh, definitely start networking in order to um, uh, make sure that we're supporting one another. Um, because again, you know, when you're putting your black dollars into another uh, black company, that money is just circulating within the black community, right? That that that's all it's doing. It's circulating back and forth. Me and we had this discussion uh, a couple of days ago, um, and that's you know that's the that's what everybody else does, right? That's what the Chinese do. That's what the that's what the Jewish do. That's what uh, Arab nations do when they come over here, right? Uh, they make they make that happen by you know circulating the money within their own communities, you know. So we have to do the same. Otherwise, um, there will be no use for us here, mm. um, you know, but then again, you know, everybody can't come on the boat. Everybody can't come on the Black Star Line. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. And when you talk economics, that's my thing too. When we talk economics, we have to give our Black folks the context mm -hmm. of what economics mean. And I'll give you a quick definition. One definition that I say is the branch of knowledge concerned with the production, consumption, and transfer of wealth, you know, and I, I say to me, that, yeah, the president is quote unquote powerful, but I think the economists of this world is more powerful than the president because they allocate funds, they allocate resources and all that out here. You get what I'm saying? So we wonder why we don't have nothing because the economists out there who are white are allocating uh, resources to places where, where we're not at. They don't want to give it to us. You know, you talking about resources that are limited for people who have unlimited needs. You know, in, in America is so gluttonous, man. We go to the store, we buy eight pounds of something when we only need two. You know, we go buy 20 pounds of something else when we only need 10. So they just allocating all of these different things to places where we where aren't. And just like Amrock said, let's say if, if I want his hat, that he, he just creates hats or whatever. I give him $20 for the hat, then I make water. You get what I'm saying? He give me five dollars. Like we just giving the money back and forth. We're never spending money. That's how they get rich. We lose our money in six hours. Why? Because when we get the paycheck, it goes straight to them. Whereas the Asian community keeps it in theirs for like 23 days. Because he buy the rice there, then he go get the fish there. They just circulating that one twenty dollar bill in one spot for 23 days. We don't do that. We don't do that. So we need to really start putting pressure on them economists out there who allocate these resources to places because that's where we need to be at. And, and the only way that we can do that is by what you said, you know, simply we have to uh, make sure that we're teaming up. We got to be the X-Men and the Avengers out here, you know, black people, you know, Hey, you, you roll green. I, right, you rolling with our crew, right. you know, storm. Hey, we got you. Right. You know, uh, 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 Falcon. Hey, we, you know, fly on in. You right. know what I mean? Like we got to be able to support uh, one another. Um, um, in order to do what what we was talking about. Or the Power Rangers taught us the best. Right. One was the arm, one was the leg. You know, like, they tried to teach us back in the day, but we it, it was going over our heads, man. It was going over our heads. <laughs> yeah, man. I... I man, like, where I live, right? Well, this is, this is me. I grew up, I grew up in a... 
where I grew up at, it was very Latino oriented, right? So I grew up around a whole bunch of Latinos. So within that Latino uh, community, I seen they were just working together. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. And and that's what I I seen. And I was like, I need I need some of that in in my life. Even down, even down to I started trying to do that with my friends. Like, yo, 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 bro, no, no, no. You you make beats, you make beats, you rap. Hey yo, hey, this is my friend here. This is my other friend. Let's all team up. Let's all do something. And then um now where I'm at, where I live at now, you know, me and my wife, I told my wife, I was like, yo, I live my in-laws will live with me. Like my in-laws will live with me. But my thinking was, yo, let's let's do this together. Do I mm. pay full mortgage? I don't need to pay full mortgage. Why? We go in half. Now, mm. I can, now I can use my money for something else. Right. Oh, wait, let's go half on groceries. Boom. Let's do And so we're working as a team. And I learned that. And when I look outside of my um, window, right across the street, there's some Asian cats doing that. Mm. Right mm. now, right across from them, there's a Hispanic uh, family doing that. And mm. I'm like, cool. Because right. I, I told my in-laws, yo, what were you paying for your mortgage here? Cool. Let's find a house where you pay the same thing that you were already paying. Facts. Yep. And, Facts. and like how you said, teamwork. And you got the hard part is sometimes we don't want to put our egos to the side. Mm. So so for me, I went, and you get to have the master. I'll let you have mm. the master. You know, mm. they get the bigger closet. Like me and my wife got to share a little closet and everything like that. But at the end of it, I go, I can use my money for other things. Wait, yes. Yajaketi, your car is paid off. Both of your cars are paid off. You don't, your cars don't belong to anybody else but you. You got mm. the pink slip for both of your cars. Mm. Why? Because I was like, okay, I can pay, I can, I can stay in an apartment. It was me and my wife in a two-bedroom apartment in California. I can stay in an apartment and pay two grand for an apartment, or I can, or I can just go pay half. You pay half. Um, right. boom, there we go. Mortgage is done. That's right. That's right. That is how you build your economy. That is why Hitler hated the Jews. They mm. built the economy and he wanted to rip them apart. He burnt everything. Ooh, we wow. don't want you to exist at all. Woo. Why? Because they, they work together. I have uh, I have people in my in my family. My my family is a big ball of everything. I have people in my family that are that are Indian. <sighs> they work together. Like mm. they work together. And even at my job when I was when I was uh, selling cell phones and stuff like that, man, Indian cats come in and I swear it felt like they talked to their neighbor and because I couldn't sell them nothing. It was like, just give me the phone. And I'm like, man, you don't need a case. You don't need nothing. They're like, no, but they all had like the same speech. And I'm like, man, wow. how the heck? But it's because they talking to each other. They're circulating. And it's like, hey, all you need to do is go to all you need to go to this place and just buy the phone and then come get the accessories for me. Mm. Like, oh, 
And that's what they used to tell me. No, nah, I'm sorry, but I'm going to such and such and go get the case. Oh, it's cheaper over here. My friend told me. But for us, we like to hoard it or we want to be egotistic and like, nah, man, I can't I can't lower myself, you know. And when once we grasp that, it's, it's a wrap, man. Just this little, I would say a mustard seed, this little mustard seed of us coming together doing protests. Man, we already ruffling feathers. They're yeah. already going. I think it. Um, they're already trying to take down the uh, Confederate flags. And okay, okay, we'll we'll finally take it down. We'll finally take it down. You know, you we making them we making them think because just the little unity we have. So that's my look. I I like to add as well, man. I I totally agree, and I I like to say too that um everyone wants to be the Chiefs. But nobody want to be the Indian. My mama used to say that all the time. And when you grasp that aspect, then you think that you can be the chief. But at your at the level that you're in, like what Amrock does, I can't do. Exactly. But what, and what and I do, versa. and vice versa. So that makes us two chiefs running the HL podcast, and no one has to really, like you said, we don't have to fight or have an ego because I know what I could do. He know what I could do. I mean that what he could do, and then that changes. Like, the, let's, let's put Disney on the table. It's a bunch of Chiefs there. Look, ESPN alone can stand on its own. But it decided, hey, I, I, I could flourish more and still be a Chief. Well, what I do, because Disney don't do basketball, all that other stuff like ESPN does. They like I, I could, they can't do what I do, but I go under Disney and still hold my own under Disney, but still get all that networking connection. Like, that's the reason why LeBron and them is playing in Orlando. And it's going to be on ESPN. Like, mm. they understand what they can do that Disney can't do. Though Disney is the powerhouse, the bigger chief, they're still the chief in the sports world. And mm. we think we have to be the chiefs around the whole thing. You know, when we when we sit and, and realize that I'm a chief at what I do. God, God needed my presence here for a reason for what I do. You get what I'm saying? I get paid for what I do. And like you said, we can grasp that and come as a group and become that conglomerate like a Disney that owns everything that says monopoly uh, monopolies are illegal, but they truly are the media monopoly. You know, we could come together like Disney. We'll change the world. And the thing about that, like how you said is everybody wants to be a, everybody wants to be a chief and whatnot. But when you know your role, it runs so smooth that people won't even know what you're doing. Cause mm. you saying about Disney, your boy, I didn't even know Disney owned ESPN. Man, they own they own every platform. They can control what you see. They got the History Channel, bro. They got National Geographic. That's why everything's on their app. Makes sense. That's why everything is there. Like they can control every narrative. So if you do something, they can control it in the way that it makes sense in the History Channel, National Geographic, Marvel, the News Channel, all the way down, all the way down. So we, if we can get like that, where we can control our own narrative. Man, it changes everything because they can't they can't do anything. It's like you said, it's very powerful. Uh, you know, like think about it. it, it if everyone don't, don't understand this aspect, think about what's going on right now. Back in the day, like when Rodney King got messed up or whatever, it was one view what the news told us. But now Amrock has a phone. I got a phone. You got a phone. And we all standing there and recording that so they can't control that narrative. So imagine if we came together group economically. And controlled our own narrative. Mm-hmm. Think about that, man. It, mm-hmm. it, it gets it gets crazy. It gets wild enough. 
the, the power is in our hands, man. We just got to come together and decide what we're going to do. Mm. Now, one thing as far as black people in America, a lot of the reasons why, let's say, for instance, me and a white boy named Brandon do the same crime. And we go to the same courthouse the same day, see the same judge. But Brandon gets two years and I get 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between first-class citizenship and second-class citizenship. That's the mm -hmm. difference between freedom and liberty. Mm -hmm. And when black people were emancipated through the Emancipation Proclamation, the whole Civil War was based upon our citizenship. Yeah. They agreed that slavery as an economic standpoint was not going to be sufficeable going forward and that it had to end. So slavery was never going to stay. So they had to emancipate us how they were going to do it. Lincoln got shot by John Wilkes Booth because he decided that he was going to give us first-class citizenship. And they killed him at a playhouse watching the play because he was going to give black people equal rights to white people within America. Mm. That's why he was assassinated. So if you look at the whole Civil War with the Confederacy, the Confederacy would not agree to black people being a citizen. And, and because of the, the Constitution stating that we were three-fourths three of a man, yes. they justified giving us second-class citizenship because we weren't considered a whole human. So as far as I want to bring up my notes, I just want to read to you what Wikipedia classifies the second class citizen as. And Wikipedia is one of their favorite sources. <laughs> a second class citizen is a person who is systematically discriminated against within a state or other political jurisdiction despite their normal status as a citizen or legal resident there. It's a systematic discrimination. This is what the Wikipedia describes second-class citizen as, citizenship as, as a systematic discrimination. Wow. Second-class citizenship does not exist in any other country, in any other place in the world, but with black people in America. Wow. How does that make y'all feel? Wow. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the bottom the bottom line is, um, you know, especially this is America, right? Um, you know, black people were brought here for a purpose, and that was to um, build America because white people were too lazy to do it. Mm. Um, so we were never going to be treated as uh, a first-class citizen or to a white man's equal here in America. Um, Lincoln, you know, even though he, he did sign in the Emancipation Proclamation, as we all know, um, did not care whether or not slaves were free. Um, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, if I could bring the two sides of the Union and the Confederacy together without 
frame the slaves, I would do so. Mm. Um, but that just wasn't going to be a possibility. Um, and then what, what happened after the Emancipation Proclamation, the, the 13th Amendment, right? So, mm. Um, mm. you know, as we've all, I'm sure, I'm, I'm not sure, but you guys may have seen the Ava DuVernay's documentary, The 13th, you know, got nominated for the Oscar. Uh, you know, what, what, again, what happened once the slaves were free? Now it's okay, we don't have anywhere to go, right? We're just, you know, outcast. Uh, so every little thing, right, became law that you couldn't do. Oh, you couldn't, you know, uh, um, panhandle, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, and then you were sent to jail. Um, you know, and then a preflow of things happened, you know, the Reconstruction era and, and different things. So, mm -hmm. you know, white people, again, had it in their mind, you know, that we were going to come here, um, help build America, and they were either going to kill us all or the ones that decided to, you know, join up with, with Massa, um, mm -hmm. you know, they could come along, but the ones that didn't, you know, they were gonna they were gonna kill us or execute us in some type of way. Hmm. Um, and because they couldn't do it mass in the masses, right? They, you know, the clan came along and did it here and there, but because they couldn't do that massively, uh, just start executing black people, um, you know, they had to find other ways to destroy us. Hmm. Um, so, you know, even with the you know, the civil rights act. Uh, okay, you give us that, but then what do you give us in the 1970s, especially in northern cities? Factories start closing, Talk to right? Me. Especially in Detroit. What did that do? That broke up families. Why? Because men, uh, especially black men, you know, before that were able to retire, right? By working in factories for 20, 25 years. Get that pension. What, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what did that, so ultimately what did that do? That, that caused black men to divert into the streets, mm. right? Uh, where now uh, the drug game is is open, right? Because the the, the Jewish and, and the Italians mm. uh, that came over who were initially running it decided, oh, we're going to, uh, you know, Jewish get the police department, you know, it's Italians, you get the fire department, mm. Uh, mm. Uh, you know, uh, mm. other uh, white ethnic group, you oh, get the hospitals, et mm. Yeah, so, so, you know, the bottom line is, you know, all that being said, um, you know, we were never going to be treated um, any better than a second class citizen because we were not brought here to be any better mm. than a second class citizen, period. Mm. Um, and that shows in the Constitution. And that's why uh, that Constitution um, still stands today after being written, you know, uh, over 400 years ago now, uh, 400 plus years ago now. Um, you know, white people still want to live by that. And there's a reason for that. Mm. Um, and we and we all have to read in between the lines and 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 understand that they do not want us to to be to be equal, um, mm. plain and simple. Mm. I would say what uh, for me, this is what I like. My brother was saying, I had to realize that my second class citizenship is my first class citizenship. And what I what I realized and what my parents have instilled in me was give yourself a puncher's chin. 
Mm. Give yourself a puncher's chance. And what a puncher's chance is, you're, you're the possible, it's not impossible that you will win. It, it, your, your chances of winning is, is very slim. You yeah. know, you, you may win with a haymaker, but you're about to be outboxed. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I took that in mind every time I got pulled over by the cops. Mm. Hey, give yourself a puncher's chance. So what mm. that means, maybe maybe the white dude don't have to put his hands on the steering wheel. But some reason my hands are lethal even if, if I don't have a gun in my hand. So mm. let me keep my hands on the steering wheel. Maybe the white dude don't have to uh, uh, voice everything that he's doing. But I do. So, hey. I'm about to put my hand in my wallet. Is that right. okay, sir? Right. Maybe, right. maybe I don't have to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am to my friends and my peers and my my people. But when I'm talking to a white person that 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 can kill me, I, hey, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. What do you want? Is this cool? Mm. It's me being comfortable, giving myself a puncher's chance. Mm. And going off the topic a little bit is is. Does that mean it's right that our brothers and sisters are being killed? No, that's that's not right. But right. are you giving yourself a puncher's chance? Like, like I forget his name, but the dude that went for the uh, cops taser. Are you giving yourself? Are you giving yourself a puncher's chance? Mm. Take time to take that taser. You ain't giving yourself a puncher's chance. But that does not mean you walk away. And you walking with, you know, you running away so you no longer a threat. And then he shoots you three, four times in the back. That mm. that doesn't mean that. But are you giving yourself a puncher's chance? And what my brothers uh, was talking, what came in my head is you got to think of it like an airplane. You got mm. first class and you got second class. Mm. Where the majority of the people at? Second mm. class. Sometimes, sometimes where we lose focus in, at where we lose focus is we look at first class and say, I want to be in first class. I want to be in first class. But sometimes we got to remember you still get into the same destination, whether you sit in the first class or you second class. Talk to so them. sometimes, sometimes it, it, it may look like it may look like hey, LeBron, he had to sit in, he had to sit in freaking in, in second class, getting on the airplane like we had to get on the airplane. But all of a sudden, he 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 put that work in, and all of a sudden, he don't need to take a first class or second class airplane. He's flying his own little jet. He mm. he doing his own thing, and that's mm. where we gotta realize, like, okay, no, do I get the same respect, or or, or can I move the same way as my white friends or, or or white people? No, like like he said, you you came over here. They didn't they didn't wanted to treat you as as a citizen. They didn't mm-hmm. want to do those things. They don't mm. have no empathy um, for you. Mm. you. You a monkey to them. Mm. You're like, like they, they don't care about you. Like, mm. even down to uh, my wife put me on game and she told me about, you know, the monkey ranch is not really called the monkey ranch. They called it they called it a monkey ranch because he had the intelligence to make a ranch and they were yep. making fun of him. So they're yeah. like, oh, a black person made the ranch. So hey, it's a monkey ranch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? He's now first class. He now put himself in first class 
you know, every time you get a monkey wrench, I bet you it goes back to his family, hopefully, mm. you know, mm. but mm. he put himself in first class. And when we go with the mindset of not looking at him and going, oh, why don't I have that? And we start going, you know what? I'm cool with say, you know, my second class, my, you ain't going to see me first class anyway. So I'm going to sit mm. in the second class seat, you know, get comfortable. I can still mm. put my head. You still have some kind of freedom. You can put mm. your little headphones on and you walk mm. in the freedom that you have or the liberty that you do have. I have mm. the liberty. To, I live in the house that I live in. I have the mm. liberty to have um, two paid off cars. I have mm. the liberty to be blessed with um, two beautiful kids and a wife. I have, mm. those are my liberties, you know? Mm. So let me enjoy my liberties as I work towards my first class and what I see as first class, mm. not what, not, not, not focusing on what the white man's first class is because it's going to be two different first class. Yes, I, I understand a whole lot. And I quote Dr. Marvin Wellness again when he goes and says that right now, ideas are more powerful than ever. Because right now, we are fighting an idea. The Constitution is an idea. The people that created the Constitution aren't here anymore. We're still fighting an idea. First class, first class citizenship and second class citizenship is an idea. People put it together. The Klansmen, KKK, was an idea. They put it together and it's still here today. And then I, then, then I thought and realized, well, as a believer of God, I am not a citizen of this earth regardless. I'm just passing on through. So what they label me as is not, I came in as that. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I understand that my citizenship isn't here. You know, because if my citizenship is here, I get and reap what's here. I'm trying to reap what I get after I pass on, after my purpose is finished. So my citizenship is up there with God and his son Jesus who gave his life for me. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I, I, all my treasures are stored there. You get what I'm saying? But it's just crazy that we are still fighting ideas to this day. You know, it, it, it's so powerful. But like I said, once I realized, like, you know, okay, they'll box me in. They say I'm this second class, you know, just to just to label me so it gives them an easier way to kill me and shoot me or, you know, systematically just bring me down. But once I stand up like a Martin Luther King and like a Malcolm X and tell them that, you know, my citizenship is up there, so whatever you do to me is here, it's all, it's all good with me because while my purpose still would prevail at the end of the day, you know, my ideas will still roll at the end of the day. Even if I'm not here, that makes us so much more powerful. But think about a lot of people who stay boxed in to that second class citizenship to say, hey, that's what they call me. That's what I am. It is what it is. You know, and a lot of people don't think like you, my man. They don't say, you know, I'm good with the plane because I'm getting where they get. No, some of them take it the other route. And go exactly. far left. They go far left, man. Exactly. You referenced Martin Luther King. And for me, I went back and listened to the I Have a Dream speech in, in its entirety. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the time, we were only fed a five minutes, ten minutes of an hour and a half speech. So it doesn't really provide us with context and provide us with what kind of the narrative that they wanted to paint. But if right. you look at, listen to the whole speech, what he's really talking about is not the end of segregation. He's the end, the end of citizen, uh, classes of citizenship is what the speech was talking about. When he's talking about basically no blurred lines, 
what, what he's referencing in that whole speech is just the end of classification. Why are we classifying people differently so that we can have rules and laws? If there was no first and second class citizenship, there would be no segregation. There, there couldn't be no segregation. So let's end class uh, uh, classifications like that so that we don't have You, you. Oh, he cut off. He froze yeah, out? I think he froze out. Yeah, I think he froze. Yeah, he'll, he'll come back on. Yeah. No, I, right I, I think for my, like how you said, you know, at the end of the day, I, I identify with Jesus Christ and my boy Jesus Christ, he came in like saying, hey, yo, I'm the Messiah. And yeah. everybody looked at him like, you ain't no Messiah. You a carpenter, boy. Like, like, that's what you are. But he just went along with his plan. It's like, okay, y'all can think that. But when I rise in three days, and <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So, right. yes, he totally, when it comes to, um, like, because I'm no Christian. I, I say that, but I'm a follower of Christ because Christianity was used as a weapon against yeah. my people, our people. You know, and if you read the Bible and if you listen to Dr. Miles or anybody, they will say that God came here and put us here for relationship, not religion. Because once you get in religion, you start to do all different kind of things that's really not lined up with what we're supposed to be doing. Because yeah. religion don't talk a lot about purpose, but relationship does. Because relationship means we have to sit down and pray and talk to that good man above, okay. you know. It's no structure to it. Sometimes you just sitting there and you just saying stuff and you don't know what you're saying. But that's that direct connection that we have to the Lord that not a lot of people have. We were chosen. Mm -hmm. We were chosen people. And we can sit down and hear his voice if we stay quiet and still. You know, and like you said, when that man Jesus came around here and just stood there, man, and did what he had to do. We, we were made in that kind of presence. So exactly. when it's said and it's written that our presence is needed on this earth. Think about how big we look towards the cops and the people who don't look like us. We may think, like I'm six feet tall, but to them I'm six eight. Because exactly. my presence is bigger than, than all these things. Think about an oak tree. Like the roots don't just stop there. Sometimes the root, roots go two or three miles down the road. Presence, presence, man, presence. Yeah, man, I have some technical difficulties, man. But yeah, we like an hour and a half into it, man. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> shout out. Let's do some shout outs before we get out of here, man. Do yeah, shout outs. Absolutely, man. De thank you. Thank you so much for yeah, having definitely. this on, man. We definitely appreciate this. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, so uh, I guess uh, shout out to the HL Podcast. Um, check us out on IG and Facebook right now. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. Uh, iTunes, um, and we have our own YouTube channel, uh, the HL Podcast channel. Um, you know, check out uh, EEM, Entrepreneur Empowerment Media, uh, Visions That Transcend. Mm -hmm. Check out uh, Blackwords Creators um, and uh, the HL Magazine. We're coming out with a new issue, our third issue, um, in about a week. Yeah, yeah we about got a week. Going so, about yeah, a week. So, so check out the new issue of the HL Magazine. You can check that out. Um, on IG at the HL Magazine. So, 
Um, again, man, appreciate you having yeah. us on. Shout out to the DMV. Yeah. Uh, and again, as we always like to say, we are out. the dopest podcast in the DMV. Yeah, right? we out. Yeah, thank you again for having us on this. We definitely got to do that, John, again, man. This is powerful. The world not ready. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be regular, man. We do this two, three times a week. Tell them, Jaquette, man, we on our shit. This is what we do, baby. We've been moving for like the last couple months. Definitely have us on again, man. Yeah, yeah. plug us in. Hey. Plug us in. Okay. Yes, sir. Jaquette, you want to get your shout-outs out? Um, Shout-out to the squad, brand of encouragement. Um. My wife, my beautiful kids, and that's that's all I got. Uh, let's continue to unleash the inner lion that lives inside of people. And if there you haven't go. tuned in, you better start tuning in. It's your boy Yachiketi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Politic in the podcast. You already know, man. The Politic and Forum. We got our own news outlet, man. Daily articles. Tap in, man. Black journalism. Journalism ain't dead. Um. We got Politic and TV. We got the, the Roku channel coming, man. As far as YouTube, Spotify, we out on all that shit. Man, we just everywhere, man. Politic and we everywhere. Hey, yeah. the merch coming back soon. I had the merch going. Finna drop the merch store. Tees, hats, custom drops. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's coming. Politic and the podcast, man. We out. My man.